Welcome back to the Bases Loaded podcast. Um, we're here with all your hosts. I'm Nick, Christy, Joey, Ryan, and Ross. How's everybody doing today? Hanging in there. Yeah, another day in quarantine, I guess. Another day in paradise. <laughs> Essentially. Well, we got a lot going on over the between this past week with uh, some stuff going on in the MLB. Um, as usual, I'm going to switch it over to Ryan, and he's going to tell you about, you know, some of the updates that's happened over the past week. Uh, yeah, so not much has been going on this week. However, on Tuesday, it was reported that Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association had been talking about starting games in May, which is quite uh, interesting because people weren't expecting it until near the end of July. But uh, the games would take place with nobody in the stands. Uh, players and all personnel attending would have to be tested, and the test would have to be uh, one of those immediate tests that have been discussed in the news lately. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this, playing games in uh, May for Major League Baseball? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. It kind of – the MLB is kind of wanting to get their – the broadcast revenue in, but uh, at this point, I think it's pretty unreasonable. I mean, you're asking at what hundreds of hundreds of players to just like get up and leave their family and just go live in Arizona or whatever for a certain amount of time. And I mean, I think I read something where like the ump would have to stand six feet back from the batter's box. And um, obviously you're all familiar with baseball. So that's not really uh, feasible um, for the efficiency of the game. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what they're saying is they would even uh, play with the idea of having an electronic strike zone, which has been a controversial topic Mm, recently. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, like we said before, I mean, I think the MLB is just trying to, you know, get out ahead of all this. I mean, if if they can become the only major league that is able to pull off, you know, resuming play, they're going to see an astronomical jump in their um their viewers and 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 their numbers overall um like as a professional like with the mlb it seems like a great idea but when you look at it as like a human being um like how we basically have to look at all of what's going on i mean it's a little like ross said it's a bit unreasonable to ask to put like basically all of these players at risk like yes we can have remote testing and things of that nature but you know nothing's guaranteed it's also i don't believe that any professional sport should be played without fans. Um, I think it just changes the entire dynamic. Uh, as a player, I wouldn't be too involved or, you know, into the game. It's hard, you know, when you see a strikeout and there's no applause, there's no nothing. You hit a home run, there's no one out there. It's it's not the same. So, I mean, I disagree with the fact. I think that we should all just wait, see what happens. But um, who knows? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Um, the only thing I could think is maybe Mike have the players, but again, it's not the same. And I think at, from a PR standpoint, it's probably not the best idea. Uh, Christy or Joey, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I also heard them saying something about the dugouts players being in the stands more to kind of give themselves some space, like the six feet and everything. 
But kind of like what Ross was saying, I don't understand how, like, it's kind of inhumane to ask these players to leave their homes and their fans and even their families to go live out in these, in Arizona or wherever it may be, um, and be away from their family for that long just to play baseball. I mean, baseball is really important and the professional industry is very important too for broadcasting revenue and everything like that. But I just think that they need to really consider this before they kind of dive yeah. into it. Um, Joey, <laughs> not, what about you? I think, you think this is a good idea? I read the news that Arizona have 10 to 13 available stadiums for the MLB to play. But I, I don't think it's the right time to do it because due to the coronavirus, I, the league, if the league put out the games, I think it's this responsibility for the players, for the coaches, for the everyone involved in the game. So I don't believe it's a good idea. Yeah, Joe, Joe, I'd have to agree with you, but um, we could go on about this forever. Uh, throw it back over to Nick so we can talk about some other things that we have going on. Yeah. Yeah, we'll switch it over to uh, the next topic. Um, real important, um, how we've been approaching, you know, how we want to run our franchise. We really care about the community of Portland and, you know, all of all of your guys' values. You know, we, we really want to, you know, adhere to the fans and, you know, we want to be, you know, one of the fan favorites within the city of Portland as a sports organization. So what we've been doing is we've been coming up with some new green initiatives. Um, We're really going to go for a a very environmental friendly um, franchise and things of that nature. Um, I'll start, I'm going to push it over to Ross. He's going to talk about, you know, our lead initiatives within our uh, stadiums and stuff uh, of that nature. Yeah, sure. So one way the loggers are gonna kind of gonna make sure that they maintain or maintain a sustainable environment will be to use wind and solar power to to help power the stadium. Uh, for example, our local Philadelphia Eagles currently have over eleven thousand uh, solar panels located in the parking lot and, and elsewhere to help power the stadium. So I think the loggers could use kind of a similar model uh, when constructing their stadium and parking lots as Eagles and kind of. They're basically roofs, and then you just put solar panels over them. So these, also these large solar panel parking lots can uh, serve as tailgate areas for fans before and after games. And then furthermore, the Eagles, they used to have wind turbines connected to uh, Lincoln Financial. Uh, I think they're on the north side, and they use these to help power the scoreboard and other electronic devices in the stadium. Um, So the loggers could also do something similar to that um, to help power uh, their scoreboard. I mean, all this basically does is ensure an eco-friendly stadium that benefits both the environment and our face and our fan base. Uh, kick it over to to Ryan. Yeah, so uh, staying with eco-friendly here, uh, the Portland Loggers have partnered with the Plant One Million Project. Uh, so, how it's going to work is for every home run the Portland Loggers hit this season, uh, they will send players over in the off season to a local uh, park and help plant one tree. So say the loggers hit 200 home runs this year, they'll plant 200 trees and they'll do that in the off season. Like I said, and I think it's going to be a good impression in the community. Um, Let's pass it over to Christy for what she has going on. Yeah, so going off of kind of the eco-friendly thing, but moving more into the internal aspect of our stadium Uh, one thing we really want to focus on is providing our fans with local fresh ingredients uh, from the vendors we kind of talked about in the previous podcast 
Um, so these restaurants that we mentioned um, will all be from the Portland area. Um, all of their meats will be from all grass-fed animals to prevent preservatives and ensure that the beef and all the meat and all the ingredients that our fans are getting are all natural. Um, so overall, we just want to be here for our fans. We want to ensure our fans are getting healthy food options. Uh, we want to give back and support all the local farmers and the local community businesses. Um, we also want to make sure that our overall goal is to provide our Portland fans a unique eating experience that fits with their overall um, values and life morals. Uh, so now we're going to kick it off to Joey as he's going to talk a little bit more about transportation to and from the ballpark and other things we have going on within the stadium. Joey? Yeah, so for the environment, we have to introduce the uh, historical of the Portland because uh, Portland is an eco-friendly city approved through transportation. It's pretty historical. And in the 90, 1973, the city already created its first back master plan. And for the 90, 1978, it has converted a freeway to the front park. And for now, Portland is the bicycle capital of the United States. So and many visitors explore the cities this way. So there is 319 ways, 90 miles of area bicycles and plenty of back events. So Portland's back-friendly attitude is an important part of its culture. And for this year, Portland, <clears throat> Portland plan, plans to launch the largest smartest bike share program in the country later this year with a thousand bicycles available for a small fee. So the thing is to make them smart is for the communication and locking technique. We will be contained on the bicycles themselves, so it will be easier to find and reserve a part of our stadium. So for the lockers, we can hold a station for our stadium, and the people who want to drive in the stadium to watch the games or enjoy the games, they can substitute as a bag, so that's more uh, eco-friendly. And another kind of support for the eco of the Portland and the uh, support for the government. So we move into the next. Nick, what you got? Yeah, I mean, those are some great um, initiatives that we speak, spoke about. We're also going to, you know, uh, try to eliminate some unnecessary raw materials. Um, when it comes to uh, ticketing, we're not going to print paper tickets anymore. Um, we're also going to limit the use of plastic. Uh, we're going to get rid of all of our plastic straws in the stadium, switch over the paper, and use aluminum uh, when we can, as aluminum is far better at uh, recyclable product than plastic. Um, so throughout the stadium, you know, we're just going to try to eliminate all the raw materials. So, I mean, I'm just going to rewind and go over our initiatives. We, you know, we're, we're going to be lead certified within our stadium. We're, we're going to do the plant 1000 uh, or 1 million plant trees. Every time we hit our home runs, we're going to limit our uh, use of excess raw materials. Uh, we're going to use local and farm grass grad, uh, ingredients and meats and we're also going to start our bike initiative um, which is going to help reduce the carbon footprint around the area of portland um just some great stuff that we've been doing you know we just kind of want to you know cater to you guys and and be more of a eco-friendly franchise um i think for the most part that's what we got for today but i did want to make a, a quick comment uh last next week will actually be the last podcast of this series for the uh for uh, the upcoming future until next season. Um, we had an idea as a group. We wanted to uh, 
to uh, ask the loggers. So please send us any questions that you would like us to answer regarding the upcoming season, regarding the franchise, the stadium, um, anything that you have that you think that uh, maybe that we can comment on or that you would like us to try to achieve during the season. Um, let us know. Uh, we're we're going to love to answer some of your questions that you have. Um, but as for now, um, just remember, follow, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on anywhere you get your podcast, follow us on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, just so you can keep uh, constant contact with Portland loggers. Um, that's all for me. Does anyone else have anything they want to say? Nope. I'm good. All right. Keep your hands. Yeah. Wash your hands. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We can't wait to talk to you next week um, for the final episode. Thanks guys. Bye. See you guys. See you guys.